Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. Barry Dubois is a builder and Miguel Maestre is a chef. They've both become household names from their roles on Channel 10's The Living Room. But they are both more than builders and a chef, but that is their humble beginnings. Today, apart from being well-known TV personalities, they're both involved with organisations like Are You OK Day and the Cancer Council Australia. Barry was originally diagnosed with cancer in 2010 and underwent successful therapy only to discover his cancer had returned in 2017. Their latest collaboration is a book called Life Force, and it's a testament to the value of living a good life through friendship, food, and facing your own mortality. Barry, Miguel, welcome. Olé! Thanks for having us. (laughs) I think you've just covered it too. We're done. Okay. (laughs) I think we're ready to go home. No, that's a very beautiful (laughs) speech. Yeah. Well, uh, I just, you know, not to be too emotional, but I want to start it because it is a lot about friendship, this book. Barry, what is it that you love about Miguel? Oh, just about everything uh, from the second we've met, really. Are we in the right show? Is this like one of those dating yeah. shows? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like that Bachelor in Paradise? Well, you I can like, see each other. I, I like the long walks on the beach and <laughs> horse riding, and Miguel's the same. Uh, we're thinking about hang gliding together next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. Oh, I we're, mean... we're different people. Uh, I think that goes to the four of us on, on the living room. We're very different, but we, um, as Amanda says, we're like pot of dolphins. We've come together as a soul, as one. Uh, we're a balance. Uh, we're like any good relationship. We're uh, we're different, but we respect each other. We're a balance for each other. We support each other, and we we love each other. Yeah, it's a good friendship. And uh, Miguel, what is it that you love about Barry? Well, the first time I met Barry, uh, actually, it's quite a funny part in the book. It's a few things like in my introduction. Barry's this bloke that will walk into a room, and would like to have a party. So since we since we met each other, the first time I met him, he arrived with his entourage of agents and, <laughs> you know, pretty well-off minter bloke uh, with a really nice selection of shirts for this amazing uh, first trial of the living room. Um, this van opened the door, like, like, you know, the really fancy Barry Dubois comes out of there with his nice hair. Nicest <laughs> hair in the business, just everything to be say. But he's the guy that will put a party. Barry just bought this massive house so he could have parties with all his friends. So Barry will invite, it's the funny thing about Barry, always includes everyone. He'll invite, like the CEO of Channel 10, but he will invite as well the guy that brings the coffees. It's the funny, it's amazing how much Barry likes to have everyone around him. He's, he's a very opinionated person. He's a very experienced person in life. Obviously, he's, a few, he's lived a few more years than me. We still talk about ages. Let's don't get into. Let's don't get in. Let's don't get stuck into the age. I'm still in my thirties, Barry. Um, and um, he's just a guy that knows so much, a lot of things, and he cares so much for the people around him. And I guess we got this balance in the show. Barry's more like, you know, he's like a little bit more the the thinker, the philosopher, the the bar, gringo is the smart guy, the good looking guy. Amanda is like the so connection. The good looking guy too, though. About Barry, like gringo's a little bit better looking than you, I think, and taller. <laughs> And I'm just the chubby guy that cooks. And I guess he's like a, a little bit of a smile. So, yeah, Barry's got a, a heart made out of gold. And he's a very good friend of his friends. 
and he knows a lot about life. So he's a good person it's, to spend time it's with. It's interesting, Miguel says that. The, the boys, both Chris and Miguel, have been like sons to me. There's no doubt about it. And uh, Miguel reminds You're not me. not that old. Well, I'm, I'm, I could be their father, that's for sure. But uh, Miguel good, and Chris remind me uh, differently of who I was when I was that age. I mean, particularly Miguel, he's building an empire, working very hard, cares a lot about the people around him. And, and sees a future for everybody in his life in the future. And I was very much like that. Um, and I like to share some of the, my experiences. And that's what the book is as well. Um, well, I was going to ask you about that because uh, it must have been an awful shock to discover that the cancer had returned. And I would say most people would just want to knuckle down and focus on their own well-being. Mm. What made you decide to write a book about it? Interesting. I'll tell you the long story. As uh, my wife is a, is amazing with nutrition, uh, she worked. She found out really quickly that broccoli was a great thing for the chemotherapy I was on. It was helped carry this uh, this medicine around the body. I hate broccoli, so she came up with a thing that flaxseed is also very good. So she made a, a broccoli and flaxseed pesto, and then she put that on the soldiers that I had in my broccoli soup with uh, something else. And some of that veggie stuff. Some of that veggie stuff. <laughs> I know nothing about cooking. And, and, uh, Is Barry a fussy eater? Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm not a fussy eater. But, but then I said, you know what? If this is that good for me, the whole world should know about it. And if the whole world's going to know about it, there's no better platform than, than Miguel and I cooking. Or I, the original name for this was uh, going to be Cooking for My Mate. And that was Miguel... Put it, learning the best things for me and then preparing them for me. And we use that platform to teach all those people that, um, that, that don't know that information. And we wanted to share some of that. Then as it happens, then as it happens, um, my life stories, Miguel says that I, uh, I'm philosophical and all those sorts of things. I tell a good story. I tell a lot of stories about my life, which has been a full life. And um, I think if you read the book and you read those stories, you'll understand who I am and why I do seem a little bit opinionated. And, uh, <laughs> it's because I've collaborated with a lot of people in my life and, um, and learned a lot of great things. And when I love someone, I like to pass those things on. And as we've said many times on the show, we have five or 600,000 people uh, watch our show every week and they love us and we love them. It's a really personal thing for us. Miguel, obviously you've helped contribute to the, the book. Did it help having something to do when you found out that Barry was sick again? Oh, it helped a lot. I, I got um, a, a personal experience with the disease myself. I've never been sick, but uh, you don't have to be sick to have a personal experience with cancer. You know, I love when Barry say we to don't waste any time in negative thoughts. That's very good. But we were really scared when Barry announced it. And I think... Uh, mind over matter to keep somebody busy thinking about some other things is pretty good medicine too so i think the influence i could do just cooking because i'm not very good at anything else cooking is my forte i guess i think you're good at talking too. oh come on which, which, which language which language <laughs> barry can you speak as any other languages Poco Italian. Oh. <laughs> so i thought like just direct my strength to what i can do best to help barry and not just to help barry the whole the whole process of this was to help a lot of people, maybe the fella Barry or maybe the some of fella me as well, because it affects everyone. And we come up with these recipes. I've been working with the smartest people in the world. You know, I've never been to university. Uh, I'm not like an you know, expert in nutrition. I'm a chef. I like to make things taste delicious. That's what I do very good. And, you know, I know a lot about Mediterranean cuisine and about how to present something that is going to be a beautiful meal. 
And with the reinforcement of somebody like Meren mm -hmm. and Judith, I've been working in the Chris O'Brien Lifehouse, this, this filtering, these recipes, this making them really good in a way that, you know, the smaller portions, because when you got cancer, you lose your appetite, or things like the not using so many spices because you got sore mouth, and knowing and learning from these people that treat cancer patients every day, that's what they're good at, eh? And they love to do it so much. It was so inspiring. I just, you know, I started the project this small, and by the time I was at you know, the project, I feel so strong because I was getting feed from all this. You see, I even get like getting, you know, feedback from all these amazing people. And I called Barry in the middle of the night so many times saying, here I am looking at my computer with all this feedback from, you know, uh, nutritional values. Uh, this will be good. Miguel, we should use the traditional tortilla de patatas because it's got eggs, it's got potatoes, a simple cooking thing. It takes no time. It can be transported to the hospital instead to bring flowers and feel sorry about ourselves. And we all say, oh, how sick we all are. We all really sad. Let's talk about the tortilla. <laughs> and let's just have some food. <clears throat> you know, all these really positive thoughts, I, I think it make my, my piece in the puzzle to make so much sense. And... You know, getting very busy. We've been quite busy for the last three we months, have been I'm telling busy. you. We also have an amazing platform, and I think it's important. I, I think the – I hate using the word, but the, the gift of celebrity uh, gives you an opportunity to do good things. Um, Mirren Finlay is a head nutritionist on, on the book. Uh, there's not many people that know more about nutrition in this country, yet – she has an Instagram following of 23 people. So we get her to collaborate Crazy. with Miguel. We take it to 600,000 people. And if we, can, um, if we can tell some people out in the suburbs or out in regional Australia that there are certain food groups that help, uh, that help build your general uh, immune, and then after chemo like I've had, we're, we're looking at a higher protein diet so I can build up some muscle again. I have a bone marrow and blood disease. So that means I need muscles around my my bone. Now, there are certain foods that are going to help with that. Little things like that, coupled with the science of medicine, coupled with the science of psychology, we talk about mindful meditation there as well, and we talk about the science of physiology, just exercise. So sharing that means that the physiologist that helped me from the Kinghorn Center, the nutritionist that helped Miguel from the, from the Chris O'Brien Lifehouse, we get to use our platform to let as many people as we know uh, understand that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Barry Dubois and Miguel Maestre. I'm calling them co-authors on this book. It's called Life Force, <laughs> and it is about uh, Barry's life and discovering the cancer he had in 2010 had come back in 2017, and it also has recipes in the back that Miguel has developed with help from others to um, support those who are going through cancer treatment. Um, Miguel, you mentioned the Chris O'Brien Lifehouse. Barry, can you tell us a bit more about them and how you came to be involved with them for this book? Um, I was very angry when I first got the cancer. Uh, the second time round, I, I wanted to blame someone. Uh, I wanted to find out who was responsible for this and, and do something about it. Uh, I needed to see a psychologist, quite frankly. And I was asked to go and meet a, a woman from um, the Chris O'Brien Lifehouse, which is Judith Lacey, who's uh, the head doctor there. And she just explained to me that there was a big, you know, psychology and bad thoughts are going to be a detriment to your treatment. And she convinced me to take up or, or pursue um, a mindful meditation, mindfulness meditation. And that allowed me to release myself of a lot of these um, negative thoughts because the negative thoughts were giving me no good return. There was nothing good coming back to me by thinking that. 
And quite frankly, am I better off finding out why I got the cancer or how to treat it at the moment? Afterwards, I might try and find out why I got it. But in the meantime, let's let's do the best I can for me right now. And uh, and I start off the book about spinning plates. I think uh, a problem for me was I was trying to spin too many plates again. I was working too hard. I wasn't exercising enough. wasn't getting the best diet I could have. I wasn't spending enough time with my family. Trying to spin all these plates. You need to fit your life on one plate. Well-proportioned plate. Good diet. Good exercise. Love. Uh, friendship. All those sorts of things. And just gently spin that. So she convinced me of that. And just that, coupled with what I knew. And, and on her, on the wall of her office was the triangle of foods. Foods that help us with good um, immunity. And immunity is what staves off cancer for, lo- for a long time. So I was sitting in the office with her and she's calmed me down and I'm seeing the food and it just sort of all came together with, with the discussion I'd had with Leone about nutrition and, uh, and I, I, it's in the book. I mean, I went through a period of depression in my life. I've been to that dark spot. The, the, the black dog has got me in the past and it was nutrition and exercise that got me out of that. So uh, no one does nutrition. No one does food like Miguel. So I knew that we could, we could turn a negative into a positive. It does seem... Um my colleague and co-worker Elise Cooper has has a good friend who's going through cancer treatment and often talks about going to visit her and the little things that she does to kind of lift her up. I must say that she probably wants to take a look at the, some of these recipes because mm. I can't imagine there's any hospital in Australia that serves quite such delicious sounding food. Although, is Mama's chicken soup just the same as chicken soup, only you put Mama in front? No, no, not at all. Mama's chicken <laughs> soup is with the whole bed. How my mum used to make it. You put the whole chicken inside. See, that's real Whoa. cooking. None of this chicken thigh from the supermarket. <laughs> Buy the whole chicken. You put it inside. But well, it's, in, it's interesting in that the philosophy of uh, the science of medicine is that in the hospital where I was, one of the best hospitals in the country, I had uh, 400 milligrams of chemotherapy pumped into my heart. What that does is strip my internal lining completely out. I hate to say it, from my tongue to my bum was bare. Okay, so so <laughs> sorry for laughing. Yeah, but, but, the but that's a fact. That's how it was. So you can imagine if the diet for me is the same diet as a guy with a broken leg. How is that good medicine? How is that good science? It's not what Miguel did there because I. Exp- the nutritionist explained to Miguel, I need something that can be absorbed without a lot of work. And now a super broth is the way to go with that. There's no sense me eating steamed chicken and broccoli and, and, and carrots on that day. It's going to come out the other end the same way it went in because I don't physically have the, the mechanism to break it down and take the goodness into my body. Really basic, but unless it's explained, people won't realize that. Mm. Tongue to your bum, that needs explanation. <laughs> Um, I've got a question for both of you. Um, you just touched on your own expression. With <laughs> just give Miguel a moment. <laughs> uh, you both um, have had involvement with Are You OK Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how much difference has this made to your friendship and how you've both dealt with Barry having cancer again? Well, I'd love to answer that one. I think I actually had a perfect example. You see, you're a tough chef and you work in a kitchen. I work, I'm 38. I worked for 18 years of my life in a kitchen, in a very kitchens. When I started working in the UK, it's nothing like they were now. They were quite a strong environment with a lot of blokes screaming to each other. And, you know, you had to be strong. You had to keep your section. You had to be, you know, it's like almost going to a jail. You go in there and all the guys want to eat your territory and take your section. And <laughs> you're cooking the fish, you know, doing this, screaming at each other. 
and it's not like that anymore but I used, it was like that when I became a chef one of my best friends as a chef he was sick with cancer he's not with us anymore and the the fact that I share that with people you see as a tough chef I never wanted to talk about it with him we both you, you know he was sick I didn't want to talk about it to people our you know it's a little bit of weakness in there you know are you okay day start a conversation and be proud of how you're feeling it's an amazing association we have done a lot of events with the Barry is one of the members in the board and and I have been along his side and a few of the events that we've been talking to people and you know it's okay to be a hundred ten kilos like me you know be a tough guy I can work in any kitchen in the world but you can solve it makes you a real man to show your soft spot you know and and you know and deals with that I think the people get really depressed in all these environments so really bloggy tough kind of people and I believe we share that in the book, and I hope they can inspire people too. We do. I mean, you know, sadly, the, the macho image that men like to uh, put out there is that they don't need to talk about their problems and they don't need to, to hear it. And and I know because I've read what Miguel wrote, it was very touching that his friend Stefan was saying, Miguel, I need to talk about this because I'm not going to be here long. Miguel said, I don't want to talk about that. You'll be here forever. Fact is, we're not going to be here forever. We're not going to. None of us are getting out of here alive. And um, we know that it's like mindful meditation, it's like nutrition, it's like psychology. That the science is in with conversation. If you engage in meaningful conversation, if you show that person that you're listening, and that you acknowledge that you've heard what they say, and you follow up and allow them to realize that if they need help, that you are there. The science is in that that saves lives. I know. Uh, uh, that the support I've gotten from Miguel, Chris and Amanda uh, and my friends and family, it lifts me. And that's why we're on this mission to lift others as well through, through collaboration, through conversation. Well, it is an incredible book. Um, congratulations to both of you thank and thank you. you so much for coming in. Thank you. Gracias. That's, thank you in Spanish, Barry. Gracias. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Very lovely. It's thank a pleasure. You. That's Barry Dubois and Miguel Maestro from The Living Room and co-authors of Life Force, an unforgettable story of family, friendship, food and cancer, and it's available at all good bookshops now.